Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And hello, Jay Bond. Hi. Hello. don't know if that takes freeze, but hello. <laughs> he loves it, Ollie. Like, he can't get enough of it. Um, that'll do. That'll do, young man. Uh, we've got a couple of races left to go, and then our best bets and the multi-culture coming up. Race eight is the final leg of the quaddie tomorrow night at Melton Final League of what would be the big six and uh, the penultimate race on the program. Uh, you were very confident with Arawa Kaui, uh last time out, and to be honest, uh, I, I thought Lettuce Trot would win the race, and I'm thinking, geez, I can't believe Dan's so confident. But i tell you what, the run, the win was so dominant – and this horse is, he now seems like a very, very, very exciting horse to me. You obviously tweaked a little bit earlier than I did, Dan, but I'm just thinking barrier draw advantage. There's some really nice horses in this race, and it's another great step-up test for Ottawa Kaui, but something tells me he's going to uh, meet the challenge and meet it comfortably. Yeah, look, he's in, uh, in terrific form. He's actually won his last four, hasn't he? He got relegated because he yeah. uh, he galloped two starts ago. If anything, he won at the shorter trip last time. So if anything, I think this distance is a more suitable trip for him. Um, he can come out, doesn't have to be rushed, balance up. And uh, if he's able to get to the front, I think he's a good chance to do that, Jason. Um, over and out's probably the only one I'm uncertain of. A horse that's won seven out of 11 is first up. Um, has it got the gate speed to uh, offer a challenge and just change things up in the early part? But Arawakoi has got the uh, the form and the barrier draw. I think Sir Patrick's got a terrific each-way chance here. I thought he was the main threat. Uh, then Tin Hammerslaw, who's been in an amazing form. Isn't he a powerhouse? What he's been able to do as a nine-year-old at his last three starts, um, quite extraordinary. And he can do the work, and he's, he's going to be decent odds again. His last start win, the support that was there for him, that was one of the better-backed uh, horses I've seen in Melton for some time. And he, mm. he just prevailed, but it didn't matter. He did all the work to set it up. And while the margin was narrow, he, uh, the, the closest they got to him was right on the line. So he has to be uh, in the mix again. And eight, don't touch the Duco. Might get a decent enough run through on the pegs to be a chance to finish in the placings again. He's been most consistent. Four, nine, ten, and eight. I had a couple of people... Um uh, one in particular who shall remain nameless, but an amazingly good judge, sort of concerned uh, that uh, about the backing for Hammers Law last time. And I'm like, geez, I tell you what, that is, I can't believe. But it was just, I think what happens a lot of the time, Dan, so Hammers Law was around 5.50. We both had it on top and marked it quite a bit shorter. But what happens is, um, particularly with Trot's vision and the Friday form panel and the podcast and everything else that people can listen to and watch, the 550 became uh, whatever it was, 320, and then you'll find the momentum just continues, doesn't it? Whether, whether it's whether it's real or imagined, and this is not just in harness racing; it's in all three codes. But it probably it affects the market even more in harness racing, probably because there's you know compared to thoroughbred racing, there's there's less funds going into the fixed odds market. But sometimes I think people think, oh, I tell you what, that is an absolute. They've they've moosed that thing. Yeah. But once the momentum begins. Sometimes it's a runaway train, isn't it? 
Yeah, no doubt. And the thing is, it was early enough, the support for it, yeah. that uh, it was happening all through the course of the afternoon. And then uh, there was a plunge within a plunge, wasn't there? Yeah. Like, it, yeah. it, it got backed off the, the map late after being heavily backed already. So, you're right. There's, um, <coughs> excuse me, there's a big momentum swing and it can go either way sometimes. Yes. You can see a horse drift significantly, um, almost ridiculously in the last few minutes of betting as well. It's almost as if there's um, one betting market in the lead up to the last six or seven minutes before the race and then a secondary market from within that, that time zone while the horses are on the track and he was heavily backed all the way through, which was good to see. And you don't, again, with the drift sometimes, it, it, it doesn't mean they've lost a leg. It just... It just means the momentum's heading one way and heading, you know, the tides are moving one way and then moving out another. And sometimes if you like one and you can see that drift happening, just wait, wait and wait and wait because you might get uh, you might get a, a wildly inflated price. Um, Sir Patrick, really good. I like to see Sir Patrick uh, driven a different way. I think it was circumstantial, but he, he he's had to do a lot of the hard yards. And I've just got a funny feeling in six or 12 months, this big boy, He's going to be even better suited when you can just sit him back and and launch late with him because he, he's he's had to do a lot of hard work and I think if you do that too often it just starts to psychologically get in get in the scone a little bit uh, Dan and I'd like to see Sir Patrick come with one run last time out and I'd like to see him do it again here. Well, he's drawn two on the back row, so Sangreal's the sort of horse that can hold up in a in a prominent yeah. spot, I suspect, until moves might be made, but. He's very strong his last lap or 800, Sir Patrick. So even if he was to come out three wide from about the 800, I still think that suits him. Big horse needs a bit of room. Hard fit can have the confidence to drive him that way. Um, and I'm sure he'll run well. It just depends on what sort of a run Aro Koe gets, particularly if he leads. If he got caught without cover, it might even up things a little bit. And the other thing is Hammer's Law. He seems like he wants to go. I don't think he's the sort of horse he can just hold him up to come with one run. So he might be the one wanting to improve around them quickly. He might be the one to put pressure to Arawakoe, soften up the favourite a little bit, make him vulnerable, and that might suit Sir Patrick. I don't know if you mentioned this, but what are our thoughts on over and out? Um, yeah. But because I tell you what, you go back to those first few starts and the horses only had four starts from the mobile seven from the stand, but it absolutely explodes out of the mobile base and... It's first few runs. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, that's the one that I thought that could well lead if it was driven to, but it is first up. It's first up off a oh, – closer to a freshen than a spell. It's, yeah. it's been uh, – when was it? February, you know, yeah. so it's not a long time. Like, it wouldn't have been out in the paddock for a long time. And it just depends um, with a trotter particularly. They can come out first up off a break and just explode – or, or as they get older, and this horse is a lightly raised seven-year-old, they can take a run or two because they're going to have a long preparation ahead of them. Being interesting because it's not really a stable where you expect to be huge support for. It's not as if, I mean, if, if this horse had a record and was trained by Andy or Emma yeah. or, or Jess, um, this would be $3.50 kept safe, wouldn't it? Well, there's no doubt about it. And the only thing I will say is when you've had 11 runs and you're a seven-year-old, I don't know that... I. I don't know that there is a long preparation ahead, and they might know that. And so you've got to make hay while the sun shines. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but it might be the best news of all for Arawakoe because I can see over and out pinging them, then wanting to hand up to Arawakoe. 
And from there, um, both horses are a really good chance, and it makes life harder for a couple of those big guns off the second row we've already mentioned, like Hammers, Lawrence, Sir Patrick. I ended up with the numbers 4, 10, 7, and 9. I'm um, going with Arawakoe, but I have got respect for over and out. I've definitely got respect for over and out. If you're playing quaddies, you don't want to go out in the last leg. We'll go for another break, come back. One more race to get through another six furlong affair. Very tough, but I've got one that I like, and I haven't checked the price yet. So I'm a bit excited to see what it's going to be. Friday form panel. We're getting to that last stanza or last couple of stanzas with D-Mills and Jay Bond. Stick with us, please.